0: Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to Unlock the Knowledge, the Star Wars podcast featuring Lord Dagavir, the Let's Go Star Wars guy, giving you all the hype and knowledge that you love. Today, we're going to be talking about so much the Filoniverse, Ahsoka versus Luke Skywalker, Mandalorian Season 3, the Finn Series, Rumors, and of course, Mark Hamble saw my reaction. Let's get to it. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny fam 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 fam, family there is so much to do here at the dark temple visited by mera jade luke skywalker and kyle katarn and so many other force sensitives like yourself i am lord Dagavir, bringing you the hype bringing you the knowledge bringing you everything you need and desire for all the star wars goodness we're coming in today we missed last week but that's okay Everybody's ready to play. Let's go. (laughs) I'm so hype. I'm so ready. You know every time I get in here for Star Wars, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to tell you everything. So now there was a lot of good stuff this week for Star Wars. We had the Star Wars Gal the Disney Gallery for the Mandalorian season three or excuse me, season two, behind the scenes of the finale of the rescue. That's the episode where Luke Skywalker comes in. Fam, it is so sick, it was so amazing to see the behind the scenes of Luke Skywalker and how they made him and the deep fake and how they took everything. I had a video if you didn't see it, please go and watch it, I kind of show you a little bit of what I'm allowed to show because you know, I I really shouldn't be showing that footage because it's on Disney Plus and you, you really should be paying to see that stuff. But I go a little bit into detail on how they took all these angles from not only the movies and behind the scenes stuff that they had but also like interviews that they found online that were lighted very well. And they took all of those frames and those angles of, of Mark Hamill's face and they use them to help uh, perfect what they have which is the outcome of what you see in the Mandalorian when you see the uh, the CGI uh, deep fake of Luke Skywalker's face. Man, it was so cool to see that. Um, I'm someone who, uh, of course, I have my own brand uh, for my channel and I work with graphic designers and there's a certain type of language that you have to speak. You have to be very thorough, very extensive, very descriptive about everything that goes on because if you're not well then it's going to be so much harder for them to give you what you want. Now, and that's just me talking to, you know, I enter enter freelance graphic designer. This is a studio, you know, by the best in the world, the best that's ever done it and the best that ever will be. And to see them take all that time, all that dedication, oh man, so many resources. It's insane. And John Favreau was talking about how like it's just the start it's just the beginning and it's gonna be so like incredible later on where you're not even gonna be tell uh, What what's fabricated or or what's 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 original and I already feel like we're in that day and age i you know my job is a social media manager and oftentimes some people are so good at Fabricating a document or fabricating an image uh, that it looks like it's original and it's terrifying and um, only me like sometimes I can tell when something is fabricated what other people can't just because I, lo- I know how to edit I have very minute experience in Photoshop like, like that's bare bones. I just know how to use it I can't do the regular stuff like masking and roto brushing and, and, and after effects and things like that There's so many incredible tools and features that you can do I can't even begin to describe it in one podcast because it's so intricate, it's so delicate, it's so extensive, there's so much and I really don't know if uh, I'll ever be able to understand it just because I just don't work in the field, I'm not experiencing it every single day in my life, but you get a feature of that here, you get a demo, you get such a nice treat to see what they're doing, oh man, and it's so beautiful, if they really wanted to do more, they could uh, man, but I still feel like the Luke Skywalker looked fine, I thought he looked great, you know, I don't really care what everybody else thinks, that's usually how I roll with Star Wars, cause I love it so much, and I think that there's so much possibilities with it, and I also, I'm a gamer, you know, so I'm more open, and I have, yeah, much more open-minded to the, I guess you could say that the methods and the approach with the deep fake and the CGI and giving people these uh, de-aged process look. You know, how they did with Mark Hamill, how they did it all in Marvel movies, they, how they did it in Tron. Tron uh, Legacy was really cool. The way they uh, de-aged uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, uh, Jeff, Br- Br- Jeff Bridges, yeah, Jeff Bridger? I don't know, <laughs> so I can't remember his name. Oh man, it's this is so good stuff. It's it's fantastic, I, loved, I just love it so much. And I, it's so incredible to see because it makes you feel like you know, you could be so old these days, and just as Mark Hamill says inside the behind the scenes for the gallery for Disney Mandalorian, you know, he says, "Dude, that's an opportunity that you would never get before." You know, Either the 70s and 80s. There's no way that you could do that. So, yeah. So here we are. So, uh, v- so this is kind of uh, in in kind of extends and echoes into what we have been talking about with behind the scenes. Now, uh, inside this. Behind the scenes Dave Filoni who of course is the I think everybody is a big Dave Filoni fan We've always talked about him uh, and he seems to be slowly and surely winning over the entire fan base the majority of the fan base of Star Wars um, Now there's some people I feel like who were a little Sensitive to what Dave Filoni had mentioned in this behind the scenes I uh, and to me it came as no surprise. In fact, it's very obvious information to me, but again, this is for someone who does more than just watches the live action stuff. You know, I, I read the books, I watch the animated series, I understand more so than a lot of other people would who are only uh, experiencing the movies and or live action stuff. And what he says is, um, uh, he, he goes on and kind of talks about uh, Luke Skywalker's entire Way of fighting style is but more specifically his Saber technique um, and and he talks about how um, how easily uh, Luke Skywalker it was so easy to, to make them over the top um, and and so skilled because he's Luke Skywalker But what a lot of people don't know is that Luke Skywalker really hasn't had lightsaber training there's a little absurd, uh, you know, you know, Empire Strikes Back, he's training with Yoda and Yoda is arguably one of the greatest Jedi lightsaber duelists of all time, like he's up there, he's straight up, like no one was up, Like no one was up there with him until of course he goes to fight uh, Emperor Palpatine and Revenge of the Sith and he can't win, uh, like the Emperor be- beats him, you know, maybe if Yoda had more time, uh, maybe that w- that bout would have ended differently, but In that movie, that's what it is. In that situation, that's what it is. The Emperor won, and that's all we care about is wins and losses, right? Because I'm a, you know, I'm I'm also a big football and sports person, you know, American and actual, like, soccer. So, um, (laughs) that's all it cares. It doesn't matter about how you got there, it's what's on the scoreboard at the end of the day, and it's a win or a loss. And that's what we remember is the wins. Nobody talks about the losing team, we only talk about the winning teams. And in that sense, in that retrospect, Palpatine knocked off Yoda. Um, And there's a lot of things that go into that Palpatine was just so strong in the dark side And he bolstered just about every single attribute and aspect of his fighting style, which has allowed him to to win You know and then of course so let's talk about Luke Skywalker, right? Um, And we're gonna compare him to the Jedi of modern age the Jedi of Clone Wars now Well, so let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about timeline Luke Skywalker Versus the timeline of let's say Anakin Skywalker, okay? Well, one was brought up during a time of war. Both were brought up during a time of war. But the main difference, fundamentally, was that one was raised by so many peers and so many people like him. There was a school, there was an academy. He learned and trained for years. By the time Luke Skywalker was finally able to go out and do his thing and blow up the Death Star, Anakin Skywalker was already a Republic hero. He had already killed thousands of battle droids, he had already fought so many variants of assassins and uh, and at the time, of course, Count Dooku, who was the arguably one of the most powerful Sith Lords of all time and an even better duelist. I mean, Count Dooku was so incredible by his own right because he took components of every single fighting style for lightsabers and made his own. Like this dude was an. Uh, talk about analytics. Talk about um, an architect, you know, uh, c- like just creating his own style. Like it literally invented his own stuff. Even his lightsaber, which has a curved hilt. Most of the hilts that you see in the movies are completely straight. Uh, Darth Vader's, Anakin Skywalker's, Luke Skywalker's. Uh, but no, absolutely not. Uh, Count Dooku's had a curved tilt uh, you know because he's he has the fencing type you know so masterfully done uh, is uh, With so much finesse right finesse is a beautiful word, uh, and it's usually uh, Harped and uh, brought up a lot in regards to style and execution It's like flexing on somebody because you're that good and 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 you're so Into your own form and and honestly that's what Count dooku was and of course he not only did he just Humiliate and mop up Anakin Skywalker the chosen one of the Jedi order the republic heater hero, but he also uh, Humiliated Obi-Wan Kenobi twice in the movies and this doesn't include of course the animated shows like Clone Wars so Um, You take that fighting style, and then of course what happens in Revenge of the Sith Anakin Skywalker defeats Count Dooku within like six seven seconds, you know when he harnesses his hate uses the full-fledged force the way It's supposed to be used right and not really but (laughs) and and then of course what happens so you know uh, He loses both his arms, and then he ends up losing and gets his gets himself decapitated and Anakin Skywalker disposes of him Um And I want to say Anakin Skywalker is a couple years older than Luke Uh, around that time of course Luke Skywalker He defeats Darth Vader Um, Well he defeats with an asterisk right because Darth Vader gets back up after that and then you know He's getting shocked and destroyed by the Emperor and then when you see him in Mandalorian uh, I thought that's what they did so well though like it was so detailed because me I know Luke Skywalker, although, listen to these key points now, although he is the son of the Chosen One, the most powerful and recorded Force-sensitive at that time. Hello? Okay? Like, the the guy, like, the guy that broke all the record books, basically. He's the son of this person. Although he is that skillful, although he is heir to the throne, per se, for the Skywalkers, right? He still does not have the training Compared to a single Jedi Knight of the Clone War era He's only really been a Jedi for three years at this time four years Anakin Skywalker had more training in his infancy stages of the Jedi Academy So when he's a teenager he arguably has more training and more experience than Luke Skywalker That does not mean he is more powerful at that point. That does not mean Luke Skywalker is not powerful. But the issue with this is that Dave Filoni had talked about Ahsoka, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, the most arguably expanded universe character that we've seen who's so popular that she's been inserted into the Mandalorian and is getting her own show in live action, which is gonna be very important as we go on and extend to these years of Star Wars. Ahsoka Tano is a more refined lightsaber duelist than our boy, the hero, Luke Skywalker, the brand of Star Wars, right? That to me, that is a hundred percent factual statement. If Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker are going up head-to-head in lightsaber dueling, Ahsoka Tano is gonna beat him more than Luke Skywalker is going to beat her. The only, the only asterisk where I feel Luke Skywalker is going to beat her at that timeline, at that point in this story, is because he's the son of the Chosen One and he's so damn strong in the Force. You know, in the Expanded Universe, which is no longer can't, excuse me, in the Legends continuity, the Legends story before Disney had uh, rewrote the story, Luke was very strong. Now, he wasn't in his prime during this time as well, which I love the similarities and I feel like the Mandalorian and Daphlonian John Farrow should be given so much props because they're making that Luke Skywalker, honestly, more of a fact and more of a realistic representation of his legend story, I mean, than we ever thought we would get in the Disney era. And it's honestly there to a T. The only time Luke Skywalker is slowly becoming I guess you could say prime-time Luke Skywalker is towards the Dark Empire series. That's after Thrawn, that's after everything, and that's when he basically... He, dude, he destroys Palpatine within three pages of a comic book. It's literally three panels. At that time, the Emperor, he is more powerful than he has ever been in that story. He comes back with a brand new body. He's not old anymore, okay? This is after he does his, uh, his, um... Uh, is experienced and oh now what's it called? It's uh There's his essence transfer. That's what it was he that's this is after he transfers his essence into so many clones until he finds a Correct model, and it's like it's literally like prime time Palpatine where he's like 30 40 years old or 30 I think it's like 30 years old very young very young Palpatine Luke Skywalker. Just dismantles him Completely just destroys him like it's nothing right, and he's not even prime Luke Skywalker then which is crazy. Like he still has a little bit to go before he's primetime Luke Skywalker. And that says so much about what Luke Skywalker is, who he can become, because he is one with the force. He is the conduit of the force. And and although Luke Skywalker is so strong at this point, he's still nowhere near as strong as he can become, just like he just like we see him in the Mandalorian two finale of the rescue. He's very strong. He is so powerful. But I guarantee you. If, if Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker are going head-to-head, Ahsoka Tano is going to win most of those bouts and she will rely Mostly on her saber skills, which are more refined. She has more experience. She was trained by Anakin Skywalker herself Not only that, she has way more experience than Luke Skywalker ever has in lightsaber duels and she spent her entire life Fighting people like Count Dooku, fighting people like General Grievous, and then, towards the Dark Times, which is around the same era Luke Skywalker is being raised, she spent her time going away and fighting Inquisitors, defeating and killing Inquisitors. She has known her way around the survival and the way of, not the samurai or the katana of course, the lightsaber fam. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's not like she's gonna whoop him. It's not like it's gonna be a complete shutout. No, she's going to win. Just like she barely beat the Matriarch in the Mandalorian series. Just like she barely escaped uh, Mando when they fought. There's certain ways, and I feel like when people say, oh, well, Ahsoka Tana's stronger than Luke, I feel like they literally visualize Luke Skywalker getting put over the knee and spanked because that's how, that's how bad they are soon, because everyone's so negative. It does not mean they are more powerful. There's just certain things that people do better. And at that timeline, at that point, Ahsoka Tano is the stronger duelist. In time? Of course not. No way. No way. Not until Rey Skywalker and Ben Solo get into the mix because they're just superhero strong at this point. You know? At the end of Rise of Skywalker. That's what I mean by at that point. So. You really have to take into a context a lot of that and I feel like when people hear something like that just a few sentences in a few minutes From a behind-the-scenes and they get really upset And that's what seems like that's going on because the quote that I've seen on Twitter so much is in the Filoni verse Ahsoka is stronger than Luke and And now when you go down and you read these comments, uh, you know you get stuff like we get it Disney Star Wars is horrible You know Uh, And and, like there's other stuff like this, you know, he just uh, there's some people that get it Um, There's some people that understand what they're saying Um, And and, and this person here totally I think totally has it. She's not stronger than Luke She's just had more training in swordplay, and you can see that over and over There's so many people that get it, but there's a there's a few minute part of This fan base that just gets so offended and upset at so many things and it's okay. Like, it's okay. It is okay. It's fine. Like, you don't have to do that, right? Like, you, you don't have to worry about getting upset about things, but it's the action of going out and sharing your opinion and and claiming it is a fact that is inaccurate about its entirety about the idea and its objective and what it's trying to to show you and And honestly, uh, I feel like that's the issue with a lot of Star Wars content creators as well, because they struggle um, with competing with content creators who just consistently talk about things that are not relevant, nor have any factual support to their arguments. It's going off of a rumor or an objective based off personal feelings, you know? And, that is all subjective. That is all opinion. There really isn't a lot of things that are being talked about in today's Star Wars fanbase that is factually true. Ninety percent of the discussions that are going on are rumors, or things that you want happen. Theories, speculations, hopes and dreams, and it's time. <laughs> well, it's never gonna happen, and honestly, I shouldn't even be talking about it as much as I am now because I'm also doing a disservice to the fan base because I'm bringing these acknowledge. I'm acknowledging this, and I'm expressing them to you, the lis- listeners of Unlock the Knowledge, and of course, uh, Dagovir's Domain, whatever you want to call it yourself. Um, it's it's just sad because I don't think the problem is ever going away, and I understand that. Um, but at the very least, I, tr- I I want to help as best as I can and my advice because I don't think it's good to talk about a problem without supplying a solution and I just think the solution is going to be tolerance you know understand that this person has an idea this person has a view and opinion and it's okay that they have that okay Um, and I think that if you're going to fight with this person it's going to be counterproductive um, and you shouldn't do that I think what you should do is just take it move on and Go about your business or talk to people, uh, in, in a podcast with content creators. Uh, like I, I think star Wars theory and a lot of people like hate on him a lot recently. And I understand why I just disagree with why you should be filtering hate towards an individual who's a part of the community, whether you like him or not. Um, and, and I get it. I just don't agree with it, but I think he does a really great job with his nerd theory and he brings on different people. Of the community like Dar Choco, you know, uh, like Sawyer, uh, uh, Lord Callis. Uh, there's so many individuals that he brings on, uh, that are very well-round and understand Star Wars and understand community, uh, and let them, you know, show their voice and, and, and express what they're disgruntled about and or what they understand and, and and want star wars to be and i think honestly that is where you can find more common ground because you're bringing everybody together as if it were a console and some people are going to win other people over um but I, at the end of the day majority of the fan base is going to hate because that's what it that's what it understands what to do it, it doesn't really understand how to celebrate and uh, appreciate creative freedom or creative expressions uh, or uh, something original entirely uh, you know which is why Star Wars Visions is getting hated because there's so many people that one, don't watch anime and two, they do not understand the importance of Japanese culture that has inspired Star Wars. I mean Star Wars itself was pretty much founded on Samurai uh, and the, the Jedi Code, Bushido you know jedi is literally an era of a samurai uh of, of samurai timeline if, if you go up and, and and read these things and find the scrolls and the notes uh and there's so many youtube channels that are dedicated to samurai knowledge and samurai timelines like dude uh, when you're listening to it half the time it's literally star wars well it's samurai stuff which was taken by george lucas and that was uh turned into star wars stuff i mean the lightsabers the katana I, there's there's just so many different Foundings I mean even the film and the series was based off a you know a Japanese director and samurai movies You know even the transitions you go back and watch those movies You know what I'm trying to say is there's an origin here for everything and there's fact and there's fiction and As fans as educated fans, I think it's our duty um, My duty at least not anybody else's because I think if you're asking people to do stuff uh that or ask people to take responsibility for stuff they just can't take responsibility for i think you're um also making things worse because you're forcing people to do stuff which is be which is not free will you know um but i think at the very least if you want to help and you want to if you're trying to help the best thing you do is just learn everything that you can get facts and then speak facts and share those facts that's it i think that's thing you can do don't fight with anybody just be productive and help curate the community that's the best we can do all right so let's go with that <laughs> all right so let's talk about this Finn series man I feel like for so long we've been wanting a Finn series I I really believe that it needs to happen I, I I'm so every I think I've talked about this with so many times in this podcast over and over and over um, and it just it's just such a disappointment that we never got an extension of Finn Um, because I always harp on one thing, and that is the ending of Rise of Skywalker. When Rey, she buries the lightsabers, and she looks back, and she says, I'm Rey Skywalker. I was expecting another two hours of the movie, because that's what I felt like should have happened. A new conflict, a new story. It doesn't even have to be a new conflict, you know? It could just be her setting out and and setting up the pieces, you know? Because I think that would be really cool, because so many movies have a bad guy or a villain. What if this was something new? What if there was no bad guy, and it was just her trying to educate people and and, and teach people the ways of the Jedi and understand it, And, and, and in turn, also her learning herself. And a vital component to this new academy would be someone like Finn. Like, Rey was influenced by Palpatine, Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, uh, Leia, You know, uh, people around her like Poe, Han Solo, you know, there's just so many aspects uh, and attributes that she's adopted and she's cultivated into her own being and I think that's so beautiful, but Finn My goodness gracious, Finn didn't even have a name when we saw him. He was FN-2187, right? and Finally, Poe is like, I'm gonna give you a name. Your name is Finn. Okay, great. Awesome. Wow, a first name. Dude, the boy doesn't even have a last name, you know? He doesn't even have a last name and A lot of everybody that knows Star Wars, you know, you know Kyle Katarn and Kyle Katarn pretty similarly has a story Which is kind of like the origin story of Finn, right? He's a stormtrooper. Finn's a stormtrooper. You know, he ends up being force-sensitive. Finn is force-sensitive to an extent there's so many things that I feel like you could do with Finn because of his identity uh, Think think a created character in a video game who you haven't even really completed the create your character sequence like he's still there waiting for things to happen to him uh, even Poe a lot of those characters inside the sequel truly just didn't really get as much as I felt like we should in modern day storytelling um, I feel like if this sequel would have come out in the 80s I actually feel like the sequel would have been highly successful I, I do I really do especially if you didn't see the original trilogy if you replaced the original trilogy with the sequel trilogy Understanding like that you have no concept of what Star Wars is before that. I think the sequel trilogy would have been a fine uh, Trilogy of movies, and I think it would have done well Maybe not as great as the original trilogy But I think it would have done very well because it was your first experience of it And oftentimes your first experience of something is great and you'll remember it forever um, and I feel like if that was if that was the first time you saw Star Wars I feel like it wouldn't have been held up to as many, uh, <laughs> um, you know, just it, it. wouldn't have been held up to such a standard that it that it was with Star Wars because Star Wars has so many standards these days because there's so many eras of it now, and you have to follow to a T and bring something to quality that everybody's expecting. Back then, I don't really think you needed to so much because everyone was still kind of getting into movies and entertainment. Uh, and there was still so much to do. Um, And I think to argue that or to go with that as as arguing supporting details is just to see modern uh, Films and history everything is being rehashed everything is being retold There's a lot of remakes and that just goes into video games as well because there's just so many people That don't have that many ideas or the ideas are just not as Impressive to say the least in this modern age because everyone is literally absorbing so many forms of entertainment and I feel like that ultimately saturates the market and Makes a lot of ex- first experiences first hands-on experiences Underwhelming And I think that's why the entertainment stage is so hard That's why so many things are getting Seventh seasons and eight seasons and remakes and prequels is because they kind of stick with You know if it's if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it and you just kind of water down this stuff because you don't know what else to do. That's just my view on that. That's just an opinion. Um, I don't really think that's ultimately true. It's just true to me because uh, that I'm so fixated in Star Wars and it's it's often nostalgia. Nostalgia is often something that really distorts people's visions and, and makes them want something that was better than that experience. And what that experience is, is nostalgia. And it really kind of constricts any new form of entertainment that would be allowed to be accepted and praised in this generation because they're so fixated and and hyper focused on this was so good or why this was amazing and it's something that they continuously look at because humans to our core are fond of memories in the past and if The past is not greater than the future, or if at least, just like Star Wars, your focus determines your reality. You're so fixated on the past, I don't think the future can ever amount to anything as good as what was in your past. Especially if you believe it was your pinnacle, the best of the best. Does that make sense? Hopefully I'm making sense. So, so, yeah, that's that's what I really feel like. I feel like if we can detach ourselves from those things while also not forgetting them and appreciating them, I think the fan base would do a lot better with new ideas, right? So, when it comes to Finn, I just wanna see him get extended upon. Now, what do I want to see Finn? I talked about in my video, which is doing amazing, by the way. Thank you so much for supporting me, wow. You know, it's so important, it's so crazy. I know I'm just like not talking about Finn at all, but I will talk about Finn, I promise. Uh, um, It's so incredible because I actually am creating a sponsorship deck, and I'm gonna be sending it out to companies. Um, And I talk about my community, and we're pretty small, like we're a very small community, but man you all really like me like man if 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 i went to school i would just want you all sitting at my table i and understand i didn't sit with anybody at the table like i didn't sit with anybody at all during high school you know um but i would love for all of you to like keep me company while i'm eating and we could just talk star wars and stuff um because i'm a social media manager and i work for a company and this company is also uh very invested into content creators And one of the biggest components of a content creator is their community, is how invested is the community into the creator. And that ultimately is the reason why so many creators get sponsorships and partnerships, is because they see that people like this person, people support this person. And I am just a random person, but you all make me have value. And I really appreciate that because you have no idea how important that is. I go from someone who really honestly believes that they'll never be remembered if I'm gone. Um, and you all really make me second guess that original thought that I had of myself and my personal value. Um, and I can honestly feel like maybe I am kind of a little special, because you all keep making me feel that way. (laughs) So, uh, thank you. And I hope we can continue this and and grow on, because man, you all are making me feel so cool. So when I look at Finn, Finn ultimately can be any of us. We all wanted to be a Jedi, or a Sith Lord, or just Force-sensitive, or just special, you know? And one of the coolest things I feel like, and I'm not really sure how anybody likes this in The Rise of Skywalker, uh, but I felt like this was actually one of the most Star Wars, Star Wars things, was Finn sitting there. And he's like yo target the tar- target the finalizer I think it's the finalizer it's um, it's uh, general Pride's starship uh, stars she's um, starship sorry um, it's a starship no it's a it's a star destroyer and yeah they 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 uh, they's like yo, t- yo make sure you get general Pride star uh, star destroyer because that's where the signals coming from and everybody's like Finn how do you know this and he's like just a feeling and I and I love that I love that because if you're a Jedi and excuse me, if you're a someone who's force sensitive, um, you rely on one thing, like talent. But you, but but what if you're what if you're so close-minded to that, like Han Solo, right? Han Solo was very uh I was I've seen I've seen enough in this universe, and I can tell you there isn't no hooky religion and, and wisdom. It's luck. Everything's about luck, right? You know, um, and and I and I love that too because I think that's that's what's the finest thing about. Han Solo's character, uh, because you see him later in The Force Awakens, you know, all of it, all of it's true, the Jedi, the Sith, uh, you know, the Force, like, it's so beautiful to get that awakening, um, but if you're someone like Finn, who has been trained for so long, and, you know, you, you're honestly cleaning up your sanitation, right, so you're cleaning up garbage forever and ever, until you finally get that FN squad training, and then, uh, you know, you're going out and do your thing, um, I think that's one of the most important parts of that character is when he sees Kylo Ren and, and Since day one, I will always be like oh my god, dude Finn is so force-sensitive Look at Kylo Ren knowing and sensing him on my frequency of the force um, Like to me, I would feel like it's a feeling you know, it's like a talent thing, right? Um, I'm pretty good at video games. I was one of the best in the world at a certain video game um, And as things got on there's a certain type of feeling like right? there's a certain type of maybe even intuition, uh, foresight even if you're good enough where you can understand and see events before they happen. Um, when you get really good at things, whether it's being a pilot or driving or a professional athlete, um, there's certain stuff where you can instantly just scan the experience, the area, you know, formations, whatever, and you know it's, and you're gonna see everything before you know it's gonna happen, you know? I remember playing this game and I would see stuff Three or four moves with before they would happen if I was in the right Zen if I was in the right Feeling and I understood correctly what was going to happen. Yes That happens obviously I, you know, this is just this, anybody can do this, you know, anybody understands what's gonna happen um, Especially if you know the experiences so often and that's what I loved about that with Finn was like yeah, dude like he gets it he's he, he obviously like understands there's something different about him now than he did because he knows Ray He's seen Ray. Um, I felt like he's. Uh, I really, you can honestly. There's environmental storytelling in Star Wars. Um, that's not. How can I say? Um, it's not uh, like it's organic, and also it's also like uh, an anomaly because it's not intended storytelling, uh, and I think like one of those is. Like, where Darth Maul is looking over Obi-Wan Kenobi in The Phantom Menace, and then Darth Maul's, like, face just changes. Like, he knows Obi-Wan Kenobi's up to something. Like, he feels the shimmer in the force where Obi-Wan Kenobi's gonna jump over him and then slice him, and then he's gonna die, you know? And there's so many theories about that, too. About, oh, you know, Palpatine held him and, and you know, made Darth Maul die, you know, right? and. Whatever, you know, and I feel like that's what's so beautiful about Star Wars is you can also kind of feel like that You know every time he thinks about Rey You know, maybe he's connected to Rey in some form because he's always been connected to Rey in some form not as uh, like obviously not a Dyad thing like you know Rey and and Ben Solo um, But it absolutely could be something uh, around the extent of you know just because like he they're on the same signal like force Sensitives, you know Uh, Dragon Ball Z has this thing where you enter on a planet and you sense someone who's very strong you know wow this person's power level you know kind of like that where they're like magnets attracting And there's forces and they're pushing and pulling each other I'm like oh, okay wow this person has a very strong presence you know um And I love that about Finn because it was you know it was just a feeling it was so natural for him Um and he felt it inside of him and he couldn't explain it obviously because the only person that he could explain it to was Rey And of course in the Rise of Skywalker to go on what I was talking about before he also Feels Her vanish from the realm of the living right because you know he's like oh no Ray You know and then it goes to Ray falling over and and dying um, and, and that's what I love about Finn because Finn could be just so special of a character, you know And I would love to see from it from his from how he creates his lightsaber from his lightsaber frequency and color um, For what he's going to do and and that's the thing too is like yeah I would love for him to use a lightsaber, but what if he just doesn't like a lightsaber? right what if what if he does something else what if he has a lightsaber but you know he continues to to use uh uh blasters and grenades you know more of a all-around fighter you know than anything else and i think that's what's so cool uh you know because he ends up beating phasma pretty well and that's because you know he's a garbage man he has this knowledge uh and he knew that the uh forklift uh not the forklift sorry that um, was it called? The, uh, the, the lift. Sorry, not the forklift. The lift itself was there, which is why he made that fight of Phasma push him to that wall, because he knew Phasma wasn't gonna understand what was gonna happen, so he raises the lift, and he comes up, and then he beats her, um, and then she falls to her defeat, or her death, whatever it is that they want to mark off. Um, and I feel like that could also be, like, a component of him, because that kind of was, like, Kobe, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's, like, his own, like, attributes where he was so... Oh man, like, he was such a... brawler. And, not in a brawler where, he, like, he's gonna beat you up, but, like, he would get hit, or he would just, uh, man, sometimes it was just so unorthodox when you would fight Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he would just do random stuff. I mean, even when he talks about, like, um, you know, the blasters, and how he hates blasters, and then he picks up a blaster, you know, and then he throws it down after he kills uh, General Kenobi, and he's like so uncivilized, you know. <laughs> and I think that's that's but that's what personifies Obi Wan Kenobi is that he does that. You know, sometimes he just does weird stuff, and it works, you know. Um, and and I love that. I mean, Finn could be so many things. There's so many ideas that Finn could be, and I think we need a series. I think we need a long series, a very good series, um, one season that just goes into so much. Um, And I would love to see that If there's someone that could be like the poster boy of the new Jedi order It could be Finn, you know Finn could be everything, you know, he could be a political part He could be a a political representative uh, For the new Senate, you know, and just to like hey, you know, there's there's stormtroopers out there I need to go and talk to them, you know, let me do this. Let me start the stormtrooper, the stormtrooper uprising, you know, like, dude, like, he, it's, I think his, his character can be so many things, it's almost like, a WWE storyline, where it's not scripted, because it's original, where, um, if you're a fan of wrestling, sometimes a wrestler, they don't expect a wrestler to do really good, but then all of a sudden the fan, the fans just rally behind this person, and then they end up getting a WrestleMania moment, which is like the you know the best thing for them, you know, a storyline. And it's something that just happened. It was so organic, right? And Finn could be that organic character that while well, people were excited about and they advertised him as a you know, a black Jedi, you know? And we didn't really get that at all, you know. But he's more than that, you know, he's more than that to me because Finn could be any of us. And that's what's so beautiful about him because he was a stormtrooper, you know? Anybody could be under the mask. Like, that's so Batman. You know, Is the idea of Batman is that anybody could be under the mask. Anybody could do it. It was the symbol to bring out people for courage, to stand up for what's right. And that's what Finn is, you know? And he's also Force-sensitive. And his story isn't even done yet. It hasn't even started, dang it. So we need more. Finn! I want it! <laughs> Finn will not be Finn. <laughs> and I mean Finn by as in like finished. So, uh, yeah, that's my uh, my jokes uh, for today. So, let's get into some comments, some, some nice good stuff from all over the, the Twitter and the interwebs over here. So, First couple questions from my friend, uh, SodaFam says, If you get LEGO Star Wars, can we play co-op together? Absolutely sure. Since Season 3 of Mando will be the last, what do you expect to see? Also, what would you like to see? So there's a big rumor going around about Mandalorian Season 3 gonna be the final season. Um, and I just want to, I just want to see Mandalorian. Like, and I know that sounds weird, like, what does that mean? But I mean, like, Mandalorian has a certain way it does things. Uh, the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack is so unique to the Mandalorian. Um, and I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of like words like dank ferric and you know, uh, uh, was it uh, sun on a skank pod or something like that? You know, just uh, silly things that are just only that only the Mandalorian has done, only that the Mandalorian can do. Um, and you know, give me some just give me some more new planets. I love planets. Give me more things that I love to see. Uh, Mandalorian also has done really well with original characters, uh, like, uh, excuse me, uh, Cobb Vanth was a character from the Disney timeline that was brought in. Into and of course completely new never before seen or heard from uh, before Legends uh, before the Disney timeline um, characters like uh, Moff Gideon you know there's just so much that they do and of course the uh, bounty the bounty hunter um, who I always uh, forget her name Fennec Shand who is incredible and I don't know why she doesn't have a Funko Pop or a black series yet what's going on here come on Hasbro let's get it going um, like just I want to see more of that I want to see more of that Give me more blurbs. give me more cool things that Star Wars is so, uh, Mandalorian is so good at doing and that's introducing some incredible things that are overlooked in the Star Wars universe. Uh, question number three from SodaFam as well. If you could have a spin-off LEGO game based on one of the Star Wars stories or legends, what would it be? Um, I would probably get a story about Rogue One. I think Rogue One is fantastic, uh, I, I would love to see more of Rogue One. Uh, give me more, rope, one, anything. And, um, so we have two more questions here. Um, since we already know Mark Hamill is a fan of you, (laughs) I don't know about, when will will we see him as a guest? Um, I don't know if he actually knows me. I know that he, I I know that my reaction, compared to a lot of the other reactions, is very... expressive. I'm not crying or anything, but I'm all over the place. I'm yelling. I throw my hat, I do a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure he'll remember me if he sees the video again. I don't think he knows me as a person. Um, but the fact that Mark Hamill even acknowledged it was incredible. Um, and the, and I was uh, I basically was acknowledged inside this behind the scenes. So when you guys watch it and they talk about live reactions, you know you saw someone that they're talking about. And I feel like that's that's the closest I've ever gotten to my dream. But it's only possible because of you. It really is. It's only possible because of you. If you all did, if you all ignored me, if you all did not watch my videos, if you're not interacting with, with with me on Twitter, um, like that would have never happened. They would have never saw my reaction. I'm I was just so lucky to have people that actually care about me, you know, to to put me in that line of exposure. So thank you. And the final question from So Man is: Are you excited for Tempest Runner? Yes, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't finish um out of the shadows audiobook uh it just didn't work out um i'm i'm greatly anticipating um tempest runner i'm going to do a review on that and i can't wait to talk about it because i think it's probably going to be the greatest thing ever uh on twitter says are there any weapons in star wars universe that are more powerful than the death star type planet destroyers um so planet destroyers are kind of consistent in star wars there are so many variants of them Um, And there's too many variants of them, to be honest. Uh, A lot of them harp on the power of lightsaber crystals or Death Star tech. Um, So that's variants, again, of the Death Star. And what the Death Star can do is blow up. Of course, Starkiller Base was pretty incredible. Um, Then, of course, there is the uh, weapon from KOTOR. And um, that is... Excuse me. uh, I try to remember. It's it's a Rakatan... uh, the rotten empire it's it's basically uh i mean i can't remember if it's the um it's so I, I feel like such a fraud every time i have to i have to look this stuff up um so uh, i know that there's while i'm looking this up i know that there's center point station and center point station is pretty crazy um there's the hyperspace nullifier which i know is like pretty crazy um there was also... There's so many... like And, and then Sith Lords, too, have this thing, uh, Vitiate, from the Old Republic. He also practically destroyed entire civilizations with his rituals. Um, and then, of course, there's the Thought Bomb, which is also pretty crazy. I've always appreciated that from the Bane books, um, where they literally get together and blow up an entire planet. <laughs> like, it's, it's literally crazy how a literal thought... Um, there's other stuff too, but, um, there's so many variants of that, um, of, of what it is, and the hyper, there's all these, uh, space stations that are literally for galactic dominance and destroying, um, and there's so, there's so many, uh, there's just, uh, so many. I think there was even a ship that literally was only built to carry the Death Star's weapon, and this, it could travel through hyperspace, and it was very fast. Uh, there is, uh, so many, and then, of course, KOTOR has the, uh, um, the hyperspace, uh, weapon as well, which is, I th- that destroyed so many weapons, it was a super weapon as well, uh, it was crazy, but there's so many of those variants, Reza, and they're so crazy, alright, so, uh, Zach Esports, yo, Zach, what's up, fam, from Twitter, also says, where do you think Season 3 of the Mandalorian takes the narrative since Grogu's character has concluded with the show, um, so that's a really good question. It's kind of what uh, SodaFam also kind of harped up on. And basically I think that the Mandalorian season three uh, is probably going to extend on what Book of Boba Fett uh, was was going to talk about. And I think that Book of Boba Fett is going to bring in characters that we've seen, that we've been introduced. So like Bo-Katan, like Cosca Reeves, um, characters who were supposed to be like you know Cara Dune uh, so you'll probably see uh, uh, a lot of the New Republic you know a lot of the criminal underworld so I'm hoping you're gonna see Bosk a lot of these bounty hunters like Dengar Bosk IG 88 um, and of course uh, Fennec Shand um, maybe Dash Rengar that'd be really cool right that'd be awesome Um, I don't think you see anyone like valence Uh, if, if those of you that do not know who valence is um He's a bounty hunter that is more, I want to say, like you'd usually see him in a Marvel comic. Sorry about that. Somebody was at the door <laughs> and my dog was going off. He was going ham. Um, so, what we were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, yeah. So, uh, characters like Fennec Shan, all these characters that I feel like have been introduced to The Mandalorian, I think you're going to see a lot of them inside Mandal- uh, Book of Boba Fett. And I think whatever happens in Book of Boba Fett you're going to see them somewhat talked about. If they survive, um, you're going to see them in Mandalorian season three. I don't think Mandalorian season three is going to be uh, a super crazy story because arguably Mandalorian season two was the perfect ending. You already had Grogu go away. You had Luke Skywalker. I'm not really sure what else can top that. And if they really wanted to, they didn't really need to make a season three. Mandalorian has just been so successful. Why wouldn't you make more of it? But I think what's going to happen is a lot of these. Uh, so if you take in the giant picture here, and you look at what they're trying to do, you have Rangers of the Lost Republic, you have the Acolyte, you have, um, well, I mean the Acolyte you really don't have to look at too it because it's not in the same timeline. But a lot of these stories are in the same timeline, and that's Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, the Ahsoka series, uh, maybe the Lando series, and then Rangers of Lost Republic, Rangers, Rangers of the Republic, which is honestly hasn't even been written yet. It's an idea, and it can be anything it wants to be. So all of those shows, whatever they're going to announce later as well, they all kind of intertwine, and they all could be extensions of one another. You know, um, so I feel like you can literally call them Mandalorian season four, five, six, and seven. They don't. They're really not. They're. I mean, they really could be all con- continued and extended and. Like connected to each other because of the story that they're going to tell yeah there's issues with like Mandalore and the government and there's that slight sorta conflict with Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, but not really because Din Djarin just doesn't care about those things you know um, like Mandalorian doesn't care about those things he really doesn't care about the power he doesn't really care about leading Mandalore um so It's gonna be weird to see them trying to fix him in there and they can you know there could be another civil war Uh, There could be this fight, you know, there's Vizsla as well in this um, And he's an important character a Jon Favreau's character that he voiced inside Mandalorian season one Uh, There's so many other Mandalorians There's so much concept art inside these art books There's a lot of different ways that they can take it and then they could uh, do these storytelling so it can honestly go anywhere fam. It really can. Um, but what I, what am I expecting? Uh, the Darksaber. Uh, it'll be around the Darksaber. Um, and I think that Thrawn ultimately should be playing a role into this. And Thrawn is who I feel like is going to be the big bad guy who's going to be talked about in most if not all of these series. I feel like the Book of Boba Fett is going to be more condensed. I think it's going to be hyper focused on itself. Um, and you're gonna see a lot of characters that you saw before. Um, you're gonna see probably a lot of silly action and fun. Uh, I think you're gonna see a lot of Tatooine. A lot of places that you've seen before. Um, and I think that's why ultimately I'm going to love it. Because we've been wanting something like that for a long time. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're gonna see. I think that's it. I really think that's gonna, that's all that Mandalorian Season 3 is going to do. I think what we're really going to be interesting to see and interested to see is the Ahsoka series and how they build up to the Ahsoka series uh, because I feel like that's probably going to be the most important series of this timeline. If they do it right, we could be looking at something that's the biggest Star Wars anything outside of the movies. And I don't think that should be taken lightly because some of these movies are so important But I think that series ultimately could be one of the most important Star Wars creations of anything. Because of who's going to be in that story, how many characters it's going to intertwine, and what's it going to be about, and who the villain is going to be. And that villain is going to be Thrawn. Which is also so weird, because Thrawn isn't really a villain. and the movie version, or the animated version of of Thrawn that we've seen in Star Wars Rebels is kind of different I think he's very different from who we see in the books, and if you read the books dude, he's not evil at all he's just trying to do his own thing and he's so focused on where he comes from, his home planet, you know? the- the- the chaos and the Chiss expansion um, and uh, it's, the Chiss ascendancy And then he's working into the Empire, because he loves using the Empire's resources. And he's trying to make the Empire better for the Chiss Ascendancy. And most of the people that he goes into and finds and sees, he kind of recruits them into his own personal line of the Chiss Ascendancy, and not the Empire. And the Emperor is gone now. So Thrawn can do whatever he wants in this timeline. Uh, and there's- and that's a thing too. For those of you that don't know, well, like, what's worse than the Emperor? Well... In Legends, you had the Wuzhang Vong, right? Or the Yujan Vong, whatever you want to call them. Now, these were... Characters that, from what I understand, George Lucas wasn't too open to the idea to these characters because they nullified the force. Jedi couldn't really fight them like they would usually fight them because they came from a, a a a galaxy where the force was non-existent, and of course, in George Lucas's vision, the force is everything. It binds us together. It's the universe. So that wasn't really something I feel like he appreciated. Um, now I think that's the most I can say about that because no one really knows what George Lucas thinks or or says, right? Um, now there's a there's there's characters like that in the current timeline. And they're called the Grisk, okay? Um, And I think it's the Grisk, right? I think it's, yeah, I think it's the Grisk. Um, And they're pretty much the same thing. They're ultimately what Thrawn is like trying to fight in the, sorry, not the Ascendancy books, which is the new trilogy, um, but in the Thrawn, and the Thrawn Alliances, and the Thrawn Treason. He's actually trying to find them because what they do is they kidnap the young Chiss Ascendancy children. The, the younger generation, uh, and it seems like some of the Chiss have even fallen and 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 started serving that faction, and the faction is really crazy too because they're very like guerrilla warfare style, uh, incredibly stealthy to the point where they're just, from what we understand, is like they've been it they've infiltrated a large portion of the empire's just, of just the Empire in general, like, they're inside Empire space. Uh, Thrawn doesn't even really know how far they've gotten, he assumes that they're anywhere. But their ships are completely camouflaged. You cannot see them. And the only person who's had success of detecting them is Thrawn himself, because he has so much experience with fighting them. The regular Empire, the human might, whatever else you want to say, Uh, They don't really know these individuals. They don't really know these characters And if anyone's ever come across them, they've ended up dead So there's no one really to disperse information of you only get to see them in those books Um, And they take people they abduct them and they turn them into their own soldiers because they put fear in them Uh, We don't really know who's behind them Uh, there is a lot of uh, theories going on at this point in time because in the last Jedi you see these characters inside the throne room and they are called the attendants uh and they're very cool looking very thin uh almost uh almost like they're very slender looking right uh, very tall very thin um and they have these blue eyes with these purple coats uh, cloaks that are all around them, and they're right next to that magnifying glass that Snoke is using to show Rey uh, that when she's when he's about to blow up the entire rest of the of the uh, Resistance fleet. Now, um, they are kind of these pathfinders in space, and they are also somewhat affiliated with the Grisk because the Grisk apparently have taken them under control. Uh, and have uh, allowed them to navigate Uncharted space, which is how I'm assuming they found their way into this galaxy, which is the current Star Wars galaxy where everything is taking place. Um, and it's, it's, we could see a huge connected storyline uh, to that, those type of faction, that type of villainy um, against what Thrawn, because that ultimately is what Thrawn is supposed to be building up to, to fight. so yeah <laughs> there's a lot and i know i probably just you guys some of you have like no idea what the heck i'm even saying right now but there's a lot there is so much in 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 this story that of potential and that's the thing is potential it would have to be the largest story ever told outside of a star wars movie because the people that need to be in on this is the creator of Thrawn, who is Timothy Zahn. He's been in Star Wars for so long, longer than most of the people currently writing Star Wars today. Um, He continues to write books for Star Wars and his character, so he'd have to be in on this. Dave Filoni, of course, because his character is Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is attached to other characters that he has written, like Ezra Bridger, like Sabine Wren, uh, Harrison Dula, a lot of the characters from Star Wars Rebels uh and even more so john favreau has to be in this as well because this is his timeline right now and what he's directed um and you're gonna see probably din and characters from the mandalorian uh probably Cobb vanth you know just characters like that and of course maybe also as well uh dh luke skywalker uh, han solo i mean there's uh, there's just so much that could be in this and, and I'm not saying that's going to happen but it's it's the potential of course will it happen Ugh, I uh, you, t- to an extent yeah I think you will get Thrawn I think you will get Ahsoka I think you'll even get something along the lines of Din Djarin showing himself and being involved in this to some degree but I don't think you're gonna get something that deep I think it's gonna be something original because that's just kind of been the trend Very rarely will we see things connect to the expanded universe at such a grand level. Um, So yeah, uh, we'll see how it happens. Although, we are so excited for Star Wars, I can't wait. I hope you all enjoyed this version, episode 19 of season 2 of Unlock the Knowledge, from the Star Wars podcast from Lord Dagavir himself. Coming from the Dark Temple, visited by Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force sensitives like yourself. I... I'm Lord Dagovir. I hope you enjoy this. Please make sure you follow the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment on there. Go on Twitter. Please talk to me about Star Wars. Please. So we can get this thing going. We can create this community. Get even more apprentices and acolytes involved in the Dark Temple of Dagovir's Dominion. Yo, let's go. Let's go. Thanks so much for going up. I hope you enjoyed. And I'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the stream. Deuces.